0: It's story time by our favourite English author, Enid Blyton. The Magical Wishing Chair, again, Chapter 2. Off on an adventure, the children raced in at the playroom door and made... For the wishing chair they could see it easily in the bright moonlight it was just about to fly off when they flung themselves in it chinky squeezed between them sitting on the top of the back of the chair good old wishing chair said peter you didn't take long to grow your wings where are we going where would you like to go said chinky wish and we'll go wherever you wish well let me see oh dear i simply can't think of anywhere said molly peter you wish quickly a wishing chair take us to to oh goodness knows where i want it to go cried peter i simply don't but dear me the wishing chair was off it flapped its wings very strongly indeed rose up into the air flew towards the door and out of it then up into the air it went flipping its red wings in the moonlight chinky giggled Oh, Peter, you said take us to Goodness Knows Where, said the pixie, and that's just where we're going. Gracious, is there really a land called Goodness Knows Where, said Peter in surprise. Yes, don't you remember when we went to the land of Scallywags once? The Prince of Goodness Knows Where came to see me, said Chinky. I was pretending to be a king. Well, I suppose it's his land we're going to. ''Where is it?'' said Molly. ''Goodness knows,'' said Chinky. ''I don't. I've never met anyone who did either.'' ''The wishing chair seems to know,'' said Peter, ''as it flew higher and higher in the air.'' ''But it didn't know, really. It dropped downwards after a time and came to a tiny village.'' Peter leaned out of the chair and gazed with great interest at it. ''Look at that bridge,'' he said. ''Hey, chair, whatever are you doing now?'' The chair hadn't landed in the village. It had flown a few feet above the strange little houses and had had then shot upwards again. The chair flew on again and then came to a heaving mass of water. Was it the sea or a lake? The children didn't know. Look at that lovely silver moon path on the sea, said Molly, leaning out of the chair. I'm sure it leads to the moon. The chair seemed to think so, too. It flew down to the water, got on the moon path, and followed it steadily up and up and up. Hey, this isn't the way to goodness knows where, said Chinky in alarm. It's the way to the moon. Don't be silly, chair. The chair stopped and hovered in mid-air, as if it had heard Chinky and was changing its mind. To the children's great relief, it left the moon path and flew on till it came to a little island. This was perfectly round and flat and had one big tree standing up in the middle of it. Under the tree was a boat and someone was fast asleep in it. "'Oh, that's my cousin, Sleep Alone,' said Chinky in surprise. "'He's a funny fellow, you know,' can't bear to sleep if anyone else is within miles of him, so he has a boat and an aeroplane, and each night he takes one or the other and goes off to some lonely place to sleep. Hey there, sleep alone? Chinky's shout made the children jump. The chair jumped too, and Molly was almost jerked off. She clutched at the arm. The little man in the boat awoke. He was more like a brownie than a pixie and had a very long beard, which he had wound neatly round his neck like a scarf. He was most surprised to see the wishing chair landing on the island just near him. He scowled at Chinky. "'What's all this?' Coming and shouting at me in the middle of the night. "'Can't I ever sleep alone?' "'You always do,' said Chinky. "'Don't be so cross.' Aren't you surprised to see us? Not a bit, said Sleep Alone. You're always turning up when I don't want to have company. Go away. I've a cold coming on and I feel gloomy. Is that why you've got your beard wound round your neck to keep it warm? Asked Molly. How long is it when it unwinds? I've no idea, said Sleep Alone, who seemed a disagreeable fellow where are you going in the middle of the night are you quite mad we're going to goodness knows where said chinky but the chair doesn't seem to know the way do you know it goodness knows where it is said sleep alone pulling his beard tighter round his neck better ask her the children and stinky stared Ch- the children and chinky stared ask who said chinky "'Goodness, of course,' said Sleep Alone, settling down in his boat again. "'Oh, is Goodness the name of a person, then?' said Molly, suddenly seeing the light. "'You are a very silly little girl, I think,' said Sleep Alone. "'Am I to go on and on, saying the same thing, over and over again? "'Now good night, and go and find Goodness if you want to disturb someone else.' "'Where does she live?' bellowed Chinky in sleep Alone's ear, afraid that he would go to sleep before he told them anything else. "'That was too much for sleep Alone. He shot up and reached for an oar. Before Chinky could get out of the way, he had given him such a slap with the oar blade that Chinky yelled at the top of his voice. Then sleep Alone turned on the two children, waving the oar in a most alarming manner.' Peter pulled Molly to the chair. He put out a hand and dragged Chinky to it, too, shouting, Go to goodness, chair, go to goodness, wherever she is. Up rose the chair so very suddenly that Chinky fell off and had to be dragged up again. Sleep alone roared after them. Now I'm thoroughly awake and I shan't go to sleep tonight. You wait until I see you again, Chinky. I'll fly you off in my aeroplane to the land of rubbish, and drop you in the biggest dustbin there. He's not a very nice cousin to have, is he? said Molly. When they had left sleep alone well behind, I hope we don't see him again. Who is this goodness, I wonder? said Peter. Never heard of her, said Chinky, but the chair really seems to know where it's going this time, so I suppose it knows goodness all right. The wishing chair was flying steadily to the east now. It had left the water behind, and was now over some land that lay shining in the moonlight. The children could see towers and pinnacles, but they were too high up to see anything clearly. The chair suddenly flew downwards. It came to a small cottage. All three of its chimneys were smoking. The smoke was green, and the children knew that was a sign that a witch lived there, I say, that's witch's smoke. That's witch smoke, said Peter nervously. He had met witches before on his adventures, and he knew quite a bit about them. I hope the chair has come to the right place, said Molly, as it landed gently on the path just outside the door of the little cottage. They jumped off the chair, dragged it under a tree, and went to knock at the door. A little old woman opened it, She looked so ordinary that the children felt sure she wasn't a witch. "'Please, is this where goodness lives?' asked Chinky politely. "'Not exactly, but I keep a book of goodness,' said the old woman. "'Have you come to seek advice from it?' "'Well, we rather wanted to know where the land of goodness knows where it is,' said Chinky, "'and we were told that only goodness knew where it was.' "'Ah, well, you will have to consult my goodness book then,' said the old woman. "'Wait till I get on my things.' She left them in a tiny kitchen, and disappeared. When she came back, what a difference in her! She had on a tall, pointed hat, the kind witches and wizards wear, and a great cloak that kept blowing out round her, as if she kept a wind under its folds. She no longer looked an ordinary little old woman. She was a proper witch, but her eyes were kind and smiling. She took down from a shelf a very big book, indeed. It seemed to be full of names and a very tiny writing. "'What are your names?' she asked. "'I must look you up in my goodness book before you can be told what you want to know.' They told her, and she ran her finger down column after column. Ah, Peter helped a boy with his homework for a whole week last term, remembered his mother's birthday, owned up when he did something wrong. My word, there's a whole list of goodness here. And Molly, too, gave up her half-holiday to stay with a friend who was ill, told the fr- told the truth when she knew she would get into trouble for doing so. Quite a long list of goodness for her, too. Naomi, said Chinky. I've been living with my mother. I do try to be good to her. The old woman ran her finger down the list again and nodded her head. Yes, did his mother's shopping and never grumbled. Took her breakfast in bed each day. Never forgot to feed the dog. Yes, you're all right, Chinky. "'What happens next?' said Peter. The witch took her book of goodness to a curious hole in the middle of the kitchen floor. It suddenly glowed as if it were full of shining water. The witch held the book over it, and out of it slid little gleaming streaks of colour. "'That's your goodness going into the magic pool,' she said. "'Now ask what you want to know.' Chinky asked in rather a trembling voice. We want to know where the land of goodness knows where is. And dear me, a very extraordinary thing happened. On the top of the shining water appeared a shimmering map. In the middle of it was marked land of goodness knows where. The children and Chinky leaned over it eagerly, trying to see how to get there. Look, we fly due east to the rising sun," began Chinky. Then he stopped. They all—they had all heard a very peculiar noise outside—a loud creaking noise. The chairs calling to us," cried Chinky, and he rushed to the door. "Oh look! It's flying away, and somebody else is in it. Somebody's stolen the wishing chair. Whatever shall we do?" End of chapter.